always curious about how one turns their passion into their dream career. We're back for part two of our conversation with Bettina Marshall. You're listening to The Chic Hippie Podcast. Friends call me the Chic City Girl with the Hippie Heart. Welcome to your ultimate guide to millennial adulting. Hi, I'm your host, CH. I'm joined by thought leaders, cultural innovators, and friends as they share their insights on journeying through work, life, and play the bohemian way. This is the Chic Hippie Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Chic Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, CH, the Chic City Girl with the Hippie Heart. This week, we are joined by Patina Marshall again. I was really struck by our conversation where she described how she built a career just based on her love of looking at resumes. So I wanted to do a deeper dive with her about her personal journey and how she has grown in her career consultant path. Hi, Bettina. How are you? Hi, CH. I'm fine. How are you? Well, thank you for joining us again on the She Kippy podcast. So let's just dive right in. I want to start off and just if you could remind everyone how you became a career consultant and how it was an unlikely path for you. Well, um, so I'm, I graduated from Columbia College with a degree in marketing communications, emphasis in advertising. And at the time that I graduated, I, you know, back then, Leo Burnett was the big advertising agency. And that was my dream to just get at Leo Burnett, DDB Needham, I didn't care, just one of the top advertising agencies. And at the time, I was actually working in investments. And I actually enjoyed it and I decided not to do that career per se in advertising and I would just incorporate some of the creativity, you know, because after all, I went to Columbia, so something about me has to have like a creative side. So in every job that I pretty much did, I just needed a creative outlet and so at that particular job, it was, I, I, I would do these luncheons. And so I would put all this work and effort into creating flyers for people to come to my luncheon. And it was actually a personal or personal professional development luncheon for the financial reps. So I would do this creative spiel and I worked there for five and a half years. And just one day I was like, I don't want to do this. This isn't what I was meant to do. I want to work in a nonprofit. Like literally those were my words. I'm like, I want to work. I want to do nonprofit work. I'm like, I'm mission driven. I want to know that at the end of my day, I've done good in the world. That was my whole attitude. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do in nonprofit, but I just knew that I wanted to work in the nonprofit arena. So I left the financial world and I actually went into academia 
and I ended up working for two of the top universities in Chicago. And it was there that I was really introduced to human resources. And I realized that that took me back to a hobby that I had probably years before, which was just doing resumes. And I realized, like, it kind of clicked that I'm like, okay, maybe this is what I want to do in the nonprofit arena. I want to do something dealing with resumes and looking at resumes. And then that's when I realized, you know, in HR, you know, these are the recruiters and employee relations. And I get to touch resumes and look at them. And so I spun it at some point. It was in 2013, I think. I spun what I had learned up until that point about what people looked for in jobs. And then I went to the other side to do resume writing. All while I still had like a full-time job and everything like that. But I realized, I'm like, I want to help people get a job, you know? Like, how do I do that? How do I take what I've learned and gathered in my career along the way? How do I help people get jobs? And I realized that in working in human resources, that's how I can help them. Because I'm the person that people are coming to when they want a job or when they need a job, when they're interviewing for a job. So why don't I take what I'm learning from all these different managers who's like, I need someone who does this. I need someone who does that. I want someone who looks like this. And, you know, they, they build this dream person that doesn't exist. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can switch it and help people get jobs by making sure that their resume lines up with what someone is looking for in a job. And be honest, because I'm all about being honest. I feel like it does you no good to lie on your resume, because once you get into that chair, if you're not able to do the job within the first 90 days, especially if you live, well, even after 90 days, Illinois is an at-will state. They can fire you just for walking through the door if that's what they want to do. So it doesn't benefit you to lie. You know, you never want to lie. I tell people, if you don't have a skill, be honest. If they like you, they'll hire you anyway, you know, because at some point it just comes down, it boils down to whether or not if I like you or if I trust you as a person. So you might have none of the pertinent skills that I'm looking for. But if I like you as a person, I just might give you a try. So basically you were helping create that vision of that perfect individual by crafting someone's resume. That was a good way of putting it, yes. <laughs> yes, that's what I was doing. <laughs> so when you started the resume writing business, about how many clients did you have or how did it start? Was it just friends and family members and it grew into a business or how did that work? Yeah, it, it started off primarily friends, family friends, friends, family friends, and everything like that. Like everyone knew that that was just something that I like to do. So whenever someone was like, oh, I'm looking for a job or I need a resume, everyone would always throw them my way. And so one day it just hit me like, well, why, why don't I just turn this into a business? And 
So I did. And I must say my dentist was probably an unexpected person who I don't want to say believed in me, but he allowed me to leave business cards in his waiting room. And I thought that was really cool, you know, for another, you know, business person to encourage someone who was trying to start a business. And so I actually got a client from that. And, you know, other people was just like kind of word of mouth. You know, I tried to do workshops because I'm all about people also doing this on their own, you know, learning how to do resumes on their own so that you don't necessarily have to pay someone to do your resume because only you know your career track better than anyone else. So I feel like if you're going to pay someone to do something, it shouldn't be your resume. If you're going to pay someone in terms of a career, it should be to coach you or it should be for job search strategy, which could include your resume. But I feel like it's really good if you can actually pull your resume together yourself. But I wanted to be able to teach people how to do that because I also know that not everyone can afford this type of service. And I also know that if you get this service for free, it may not be as good as if you paid for it. So if you at least know how to do it yourself, you know, little mistakes that I see on someone's resume, if overall the product is good, I'm willing to overlook a mistake here or there. Sometimes, and this is going to sound so hypocritical, since I do resumes for people, but sometimes when I see that perfect resume, my eyebrow goes up because I know that a professional did it and I'm not sure because I don't know which professional did it. Everyone's ethics aren't the same. So, you know, is this really your skill set or is this you really trying to sell me on why I should call you in? So sometimes that's why I like to see mistakes because then I realized that a person did it, you know, probably not a professional because they're going to make sure that there are definitely not any mistakes. But, you know, I, I'm just weird like that. That's, I know it's kind of hypocritical, but that's how I look at it sometimes. But you really consider that resume to be a brand. So, I mean, it makes sense because you know that people aren't perfect. So if you're branding yourself, you're looking for some sense of authenticity from the person. So what is the likelihood that every resume you get is going to be 100% perfect? Perfect. And you know what? The other thing is, too, and I think the reason why I was primarily turned off from it, me as a resume writer, I personally try to get to know my clients so that their resume reflects them, so that when they go into an interview, the person, like, I'm going to try to use some of your language as opposed to my language or the language from the posting. I try to, I try to intertwine them so that they mesh, but my final product is going to be you as opposed to me as a professional. And sometimes I can get a resume and the person that is sitting across from me, I'm like, they didn't do this. And I think that's the biggest turnoff of it is that, you know, you went the professional route, which there's nothing wrong with that because then I wouldn't have a business. 
So it's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like you have to be careful who you do business with and you have to make sure they have your best interest at heart and not their own. No, no, no. That's a valid point. So even if they are going to do this resume, then they need to sit down with you and they need to do some mock interviews and they need to make sure that you come across like this resume. Because there are a lot of people who actually work in HR who probably don't do resumes and things like that. Because it's kind of a weird thing. Marketing communications, people, advertising and marketing people, they're the ones that do resumes because that's about branding. Whereas Human resources is not about branding. Human resources is about, you know, like employee relations, benefits and things of that nature. So I kind of fit into a very special pot. At least that's what I like to tell myself. But that's what kind of makes me different is that I learned the human resources aspect and I learned how to turn that into something a little different by using my marketing communications degree and looking at it from a branding standpoint. And so for me, and being authentic, and for me as a career coach, I need for that brand to be the person that you're hiring. So that resume is going to reflect the person that you're hiring, not the professional that did it. No, that's a very valid point. So at what point in your career Did you transition from writing resumes to actually pursuing being a career consultant slash coach? Well, I would say I have you to thank for that and another client because you came to me wanting a resume and I had another client who came probably maybe even a year after I started working with you and she wanted um, a resume, but in talking with you all, like really getting to know you, because that's what I do. That's what I said. I'd like to get to know my clients so that their resumes can reflect them. But in doing that, then I realized that there were other areas that you all needed and required help in or wanted assistance in. And so that's that's how it started to morph into just went from just being a resume writer into more of career coaching. You know, it 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 went from job search strategy into, well, you know, I don't just want a job, I want my own. And that becomes something completely different, you know, when you are talking to someone who's like, no, I'm not just trying to get the next job. I'm trying to create my own legacy. I'm trying to create my own company. I want something that's mine. And so you handle that completely different than you handle a job search. You were already a certified career consultant by that point, though. I was, yes. I was, but, you know, so that's the thing. In the beginning, I didn't see it being much more than just job search strategy or writing resumes. Okay. And then you get out into the world and you start meeting people and you get clients who are like, well, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of want that, but not really. And then you realize like, oh, people want more than just 
a job search strategist. They want more than just um, a career coach, so to speak. They kind of want like this business partner. And so the good part of it was because I had just started a business. So I was able to give some of that information like, oh, I know the websites to go look at. I know what paperwork you might need. I know a little bit of this and that. And also, you know, thanks to my career, having a hybrid career where I've learned how to do some financials and like actually how a business runs and how some of the leadership team make decisions, then I'm able to bring a lot of that into my own business and help my clients. So that's been like one of the great things. Like sometimes you you don't even know that you've picked up all this information along the way. And maybe during the time at certain jobs, I hated what I was doing, but it's paying off. So I'm like, man, I'm so happy I wasn't a trifling employee. I can actually do this stuff. (laughs) Well, I will say this about you as a career consultant, because I actually, someone told me that you were a certified career consultant. So when I came to you, I was looking to do consulting with you. I just think that sometimes consultants make really bad clients. (laughs) (laughs) We do, we do at times. But what I can say about you is that you created the space for me to be a collaborative partner in that and that you were open to that. Because sometimes consultants want to give you a task and have you complete it. But I think what your strength is as a career consultant, because you do spend so much time really learning your clients and what's important to them, the collaboration, it flows effortlessly. And some people don't find that with career consultants that they hire. So I would say that if you are considering making this type of investment and you want to work with a career consultant, it's important for you to understand their background, understand what level of collaboration they're going to require of you or that they're going to be open to. And that really the relationship is a good fit because I think we were a good fit because we came together kind of the same mindset. That is very important. And my thing is, I'm here to help you get to where you want to go. And it's your career and it's your brand. I'm not going to do anything for you that I wouldn't do for myself. However, I understand that it's your brand. So you have to be able to, one, meet people where they are. To respect people and understand that, you know, someone's not always going to agree with you, but it's not your life, right? So I'm, I'm a partner. I'm a partner that you are bringing, that you chose to bring along. That's, that is the position that I serve. So yes, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to give you assignments, but a part of also you being successful is me sharing knowledge or maybe me finding knowledge and helping you because not only does it help you, but it it helps other clients because then I may have other clients who need the same knowledge 
And it was a really fun time because I, I actually had clients that were not all in Chicago. So I actually got to learn about other states and their laws on how to start businesses in their states, which is really, really great. But it's one of those things where, you know, I, I had to also be open to personal and professional development on the job. And, you know, you have to realize that just because someone is paying you or essentially you're working for someone also doesn't mean that you can't learn from them because everyone has experiences and they're bringing those experiences into this relationship. So I'm not necessarily the expert at everything. I'm just the expert at this one part, which is why you brought me in. So that is what I'm going to do. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a voice and that whatever I say goes, you know, at the end of the day, I'm also getting paid to do what it is that you need me to do. And if it does not cross the line of being unethical or anything like that, morally corrupt, I'm here to serve. And I think that Sometimes I think that sometimes that's why a lot of people probably prefer to coach as opposed to consult, because when you coach, that's all you really are doing. You know how coaches, I like to make the analogy of coaches for football and basketball and soccer and baseball and all that. You know how they are never on the field. They are on the sideline and they're just barking orders. They're barking plays. They're telling you what to do but they're not doing any of it. That's the same difference as a career coach. And I think that that's why some people prefer to do the career coach as opposed to consultant, because as a consultant, one, that might mean that you do maybe a little bit more work than what you would do as a career coach. As a career coach, I might just have a template. This is it. It's not subject to any one person. Client A, client B, client C, this is what I do. I may not, you know, go off from this from this plan because that's my template. Whereas for me, I consider myself a hybrid of both, a career coach and a career consultant. But for me, I'm getting to know my client and I need to get to know you because in order for your brand to be the person that you're going to be in an interview, that's that's the only way I can do that. So you know, I had an intake form, so I would ask questions. And when I'm doing your resume, we're doing it together. I'm sending you a draft and I'm like, okay, how do you feel about this? You know, because it's not what I say and it's not how I feel. It's about what you can actually explain when you're sitting across from someone in an interview, because this should look like and be your product. So, you know, if someone is stumbling over their resume, you know, then I'm like, "Mm, they didn't do it. You can't talk me through your resume. If you can't talk me through your resume, we have a problem because then I don't know what's true and what's not. And that makes me think that you're not authentic. That makes me think that you're maybe not honest. It could be wrong. It might not be true. But as an HR professional, I just have to go off of what you're giving me. I think that's a valid point because now 
they always recommend when you do a resume, you have someone look at it, be a professional or not. But even if you have a friend or a family member or someone else look at it and they may make suggestions, you still need to make sure that it's authentic to you. Exactly. Like you say, we're all the Beyonce's of brand. We are. (laughs) So we have to pay attention and understand how our brand is being represented in the world. (laughs) It is so true. It is so, so true. And I mean, I don't know if people realize that. I think that, you know, like the social influencers, they're realizing that, you know, of course the celebrities are realizing that, but I don't think that, you know, regular people like me realize that, you know, it's like your resume is the first encounter you have with an organization that you're applying for. Then your interview you know, or that interview process is like your second, third, or however many times you go in, and it all makes a difference. And a lot of it is, you know, how much of what you said on this resume and what you're saying to me in the interview, how much of that is going hand in hand? How much of that can I pick up on is authentic? Do I think you are generally an honest person? People want to know that you know, what they see is what they're going to get. And all we see is your resume. All we see is you in the interview and, you know, that exchange that we have, you know, people have to understand that we're making the decision on whether or not we're going to hire you for a job based off of what, maybe an hour in a room together. That's it. An hour. And any exchange that I've had with you leading up to that hour or after that hour, you know, all of that, you're being judged. Remember, we are a brand and we are just as important as, you know, any big store, any celebrity or social influencer out there. We are a brand. I mean, that's why it's important for you to make sure your Facebook page is on par because don't think that someone who might be hiring you or thinking about hiring you might not look at your social media. So just like celebrities have to be careful what they put out there on social media, so do you. Well, Bettina, I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your journey with us. Thank you. But I think one of the major takeaways I will have just from the conversation that we had today, especially for you, is that you found a career from unlikely places. You had already built that skill set, maybe without even recognizing it. And then you found that people were willing to help you along the way and you were attracting the right clients and you were really able to expand that business and your brand. Yeah, that sums it up. So I just want our listeners to be encouraged because the same things can happen for you. Once you start putting that right energy out there, you might just find that career of your dreams from an unconventional place. That's true. I also want to add, if I could have just one more thing to add, 
try not to question too much of why am I here? Like if you're at a job that you don't like, you know, I've learned a long time ago that a lot of things happen for a reason. And maybe at that time you don't understand why. What I've learned is that it's just one stop that you have to make along the road to success. And when you get to the place that you really desire to be, it'll all make sense. And you just have to trust it. You just have to trust that what you're going through and where you are is right where you're supposed to be. Trust it. Who knew that one could turn their passions for looking at resumes and conducting job searches into a business? Even though her interests are considered unconventional by some, Bettina is the perfect example of how one can use their talents, skills, and experiences and mold them into a business which aligns with their passions. So be inspired because the same thing can happen for you too. To learn more about Bettina Marshall, connect with her on Twitter at WriteResume underscore Inc. Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Kippy podcast. New episodes are available weekly on iTunes. So subscribe and leave a comment letting us know how you're enjoying the show. To learn more about this podcast and your host, CH, follow us on Instagram at Podcast and online at shekippypodcast.com. Always as in parting, journey through work, life, and play the Bohemian way. <laughs>